mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White, and this is where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number, I'm going to say it really slowly while I click over to find out which podcast this is. <laughs> I think it's 306. Is it 306? Yes, it's 306. This is podcast number 306. And um, I am going to call it when the size of your container slash house changes. So I am talking with one of my kindred spirits today. So I used to like stress out over putting too many of these in a row and y'all go ahead and feel free to give me your feedback um, on that. But it seems like you guys love these episodes. And so I am making use of the ones that I have recorded because life is bananas right now. I actually spent all day yesterday and I do mean all day, seven hours plus traveling an hour each way recording my audiobook for organizing for the rest of us, which is my book that comes out in January. What? Anyway, so I will talk more about that in the future. Just so you know, it's a gift book, which means it has a lot of the same stuff, but in different format, meaning it has pictures and everything, but it also has stuff in it that you haven't read in my books before. So anyway, that uh, was literally seven hours talking, straight, reading, making lots of mistakes, going back, rereading, with no eating, maybe a little bit of drinking, not, I mean, just water. <laughs> um, and I was exhausted. Like I could barely walk last night anyway. Um, but I also wanted to make sure that you know that if you missed the live webinar of my book publishing journey, um, that, uh, was on Tuesday night, if you want to watch the recording of it, before the 19th, you can still watch the recording and then submit questions for the Q&A that will be live in a meeting format, okay, like where we'll be looking at each other's faces and stuff um, on the 19th. So just wanted to let you know, if you missed it, it's okay, watch the recording and then um, do that. And I'm doing that recording tonight. So I'm just going to say, and it was great. We had a great time. Because when I when you're listening to this, it will have already happened, whatever. Time is a weird thing. Okay. Um, so we are talking about when the size of your house slash container changes. So my guest today is one of the kindred spirits. And um, so she is a patron of the show. You can learn how to be one at patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, but her container changed. I mean, like her house changed, like she they are they moved and it's significantly smaller. And that requires some things to change because yeah, your container changes 
it does not work to try to just do everything the same way and with the same amount of stuff as before. So anyway, she's, she's doing great, but we had a great talk. We talk about going routinely through an area and decluttering it. Um, and we talk about ways to be hospitable with a small space. I mean, these may not be things that apply to everybody, but we talked about how she can do this. And, um, for you, you know, maybe that, that would be something that you, um, could, you know, take something from and apply in your house, even though I know hospitality in 2021 and 2020 is different than it ever has been. (laughs) So anyway, all right, uh, here we go. Here is my conversation about changing the size of your container. All right, Jerry, I'm so glad that you're willing to, um, come on the podcast and, you know, share all of your home issues and everything with the world or (laughs) All of the things. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very thankful that you're here. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about your unique life situation, which I know has recently become even more unique. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's been so much fun. So we we lived in a 2,500 to 3,000 square foot house in Illinois for better than four years. And we just, we loved it so much. And God called us back to Auburn, Alabama to um, return to kind of our stomping ground where Travis and I met at Auburn University. And uh, now we have five children and one on the way. And um, we purchased land and uh, we had options. We were trying to figure out we should build a small house that would have taken a lot of time. Uh, But right before COVID hit last year, we were able to pull a 900 square foot mobile home onto our property and go ahead and start living there while we built. So we took that first year to begin establishing ourselves and go ahead and get moved in and settled, get all of our animals settled. And it was such a blessing because it was the first time we had all of our animals, everything in one place. All of the critters, all, you know, just everybody and everything. All within the 900 square All feet. in the same, all within the 50 acres. Okay. So let's be okay. specific. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me, you, you said that the 900 square foot trailer was a bit of a surprise. So where, like, did you get rid of a bunch of stuff before you came? Did you move things? Is it in storage or like where, where's your stuff in well, luckily I had point. found you before oh, okay. uh, all of this. I had found you when I was in Illinois and I was struggling with two or three or four small children and trying to get all of the dishes, all of the things done, all of those school done with the children. And I mean, you know what it's like. It's just <laughs> keeping all the balls in the air. So it's a very, I had found very you. busy time of life. Yes. Yes. I had found you before we moved. So I knew when we moved, we needed to, I could only bring with me what fit would fit in the container. And so my husband gave me a space to store some furniture and whatever did not fit, it could not stay. So do you know that it would be 900 square feet? We did not, not, not necessarily. No, we weren't sure exactly where we were going to be living, where we wanted to be located. So while we were looking for land, we did rent a house in an area that was just a little too far from uh, where we wanted to be. So we were able to, you know, just have that little bit of uh, adjustment time uh, before COVID hit. 
And then for lockdown and everything, we were able to just establish ourselves here. It was so much fun. Well, that's good. And I, I mean, that's a big deal for people like me, not knowing <laughs> what the next situation is going to look like to be able to get rid of stuff, with, <laughs> you know, without having that concrete, exactly where are we going to live? Exactly. What are we going to need? That's a big Amen. deal. Like I'm proud of you <laughs> for doing that. And you, it takes just one day at a time and one room at a time. And oh my goodness, this isn't going to fit. And this doesn't fit like I wanted it to. I'm going to have to part with this and being okay with that in trade for living comfortably and spaciously Yes. in our 900 square feet. Right. Because you've got, because the reality is you have what, eight people in there or seven people in there at this seven, point? Right, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, y'all need space to be, I mean, just <laughs> that many bodies and sitting down is going to take an entire floor space of a room. I'm, I'm guessing. Do you remember how much rain we had last spring? Oh yes. Goodness. We had to spend so much time indoors. I, I kept getting rid of things because I knew it was like, we, this will give us another foot space for children to run around. That's a great mentality to have. That's, that's really, that's really cool. I love hearing that. So tell me, you obviously embrace the container concept, but let's talk about, you know, that or other things that are working well for you in your home, your family, your current living situation. Okay. So we love the five minute pickup so much. We love um, that pause in the morning right after breakfast where we run around and get all of the things that have just kind of been drug out um, mm -hmm. to that point and get the floor swept up from breakfast. And it doesn't take longer than five minutes with five children that are seven and under one child rinses the dishes and puts them in the dishwasher. One child cleans up all the toys. One, you know, they, they're just, they have their, one child will spray the table with the spray and put a clean cloth on the table for me to wipe the table That's with. Great. Yeah. And it is, it, everyone has their little tasks. And if we run around, I tell them, we said, we don't like to clean up very much. We just don't, we don't, it's not our favorite thing to do. So let's right. do it quickly. I think that's great. And I think that sometimes it, it can be a, okay, how do we make this work? And sometimes it's just that everybody picks stuff up, but I love that you're getting even taking advantage of there being more people and getting even more specific things done, like the dishes and things like that. That's huge to put all those things together. So um, tell me something else that, that has helped you that your helps you guys as a family in your home. Yeah, no, I know the container concept has been so important in every stage, in every day since getting prepared to move. If it didn't fit in the box, it couldn't go. It had to find a home in Illinois. When we got a new table, God blessed us with a new table. And I had not even asked him for a table. There are tables seated six and there are seven of us. <laughs> and when our friends were selling their table, their amazing eight seat, eight seat table, I had to find a home for my very special six seating table. And I was able to do that. And I was able to let go and bless someone else table free to good home on Facebook. And yeah. someone came along and is able to use it and able to fit it to work in their home. Did you, and I was okay to let go. I might've shed a tear because a of lot course. of work went on. That. I know. 
It's hard, but you won in, one outed because you accepted the realities of the space that you had. I did. So I did. I would have loved to keep the table. <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, I you know, know. What you know me. I love of, my tables. <laughs> how many dining rooms tables can we can we have in our home? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> one will fit in my home. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, did you have to get rid of a lot of stuff there in Alabama? In Illinois, I had to get rid of a lot. And then when we moved um, from the rental house, yes, I had to get rid of a lot. Okay. And you went ahead was, and got rid of it and, or, or have you put any of it in storage? I, I have a, a storage space out in our barn. Yes. I do have oh, okay. a small space where I can store. Um, I put the kids ch- children's clothes out there, the clothes that are the next size up or the wrong season, all of those clothes have to fit out there along with a few freezers and all of the furniture that I don't have space for currently that I would like to use when essence or finished building. So that's helped you prioritize what is worth storing so much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's hard. It's hard to not, when you don't know what's coming, do you know what size house you're building? I mean, Where, is that process already started? Yes. Yes. It's about 2000 square feet. Okay. So it'll even very be a little bit smaller utilized. than you had in Illinois. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It's a very well thought out space. The plan's exciting. drawn. It is exciting. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low-carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus, so I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. 
having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat. And you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. So let's talk about some of the things that you want to, like challenges that you might have or struggles that you want to talk through today. So I, um, I know one of the ones that's hard I'm really struggling with at the moment is either my house is in order or my car is in order. And I haven't figured out exactly how to get the two of those in order at the same time. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions for rhythms or are you, I'm, I'm just going to ask, are you uh-huh. stuff shifting between the two? The donate that goes out there doesn't always get out there fast, you know, get to where it needs to go fast enough. I'm sure that's part of it. I also have a box of things that won't fit in the house that I won't, I won't even allow in the house. Okay. So they are in the, they're in there as storage or, or what? Well, right now they're storage. Yeah, in a way, um, I won't let Nerf guns and stuff like that inside the house. That's just, it's too small of a space and there's too many babies to have Nerf guns in here. And they're, they're wonderful. They're really fun to run around with outside and different things, but I can't have them inside the house. Right. And I may just go ahead. I have to get rid of those or something. So, well, let's talk about it though. Assuming that, you know, it is something I'm assuming, I know when my kids were that age, that was something that they loved to play with a lot. So let's say you were going to keep it, but like, is it stored in the um, vehicle because you take them other places and play with cousins or is it stored in there just because you need a spot for it? Probably because it cannot come in the house. I feel like it can't, it shouldn't come in the house. I feel like uh, a whole bunch of Nerf guns in this house would not be a very positive thing, but because it's a, such a small space, but um, it, it, they have been very fun to play with, with cousins. Yes, we, we do travel to my sister's, play okay. with her children and they have Nerf guns. And so do they, they play with I, them outside at your house? They do. Now? They okay. do. Okay. Is there any type of outside storage that they could be in since they're kind of an outside toy at your house? I'm not sure that I would throw them in the van to go somewhere. So I might be, but I, but I might be able to let go of those from riding around in the car because they do take up some valuable space. It's a, it's a 15 passenger van, but there are quite a few seats in the van. So are the Nerf guns, the problem in the, in the van? Not the biggest problem. No, the, the latest left in school items. Um, we, we do homeschool, but we do um, participate in a community on Tuesdays, for example. So uh, when we come home, that stuff doesn't always climb back out of the van. Okay. With um, 
a good routine. Yeah. So I am, I always hesitate to talk about vehicles because anybody heard me talk about vehicles and then saw mine would be like, why is she talking about vehicles? Um, or if my husband, you know, anyway, well, like they're not my, do you understand my pain? That, there I we totally go. understand <laughs> what I would say is, I mean, you just told me that the five minute pickup works wonders inside the house. Okay. True. So the five minute pickup is equally possible in the vehicle, especially in a 15 passenger one where there is a little bit of room to move around when people are out of their car seats or whatever. So, you know, implementing the five minute pickup there little by little, you know, in, instead of, which I, I'm guessing you've already learned that it's not always as, as effective to have this big plan that you explain to the kids, but instead say, okay, you already know we work five minutes in the house, picking things up, putting it away people having jobs, we're going to do that here too. Like, so to take something they already know, it's not something new and just, you know, here's, here's trash bags or whatever, um, you know, Walmart bags, whatever it is that you have that they can, obviously you don't want the one-year-old and the two-year-old to have trash bags, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Using your brain and all that kind of stuff, but, but going through that and saying, we're going to apply that here and, and try it once, you know, that try sounds it so much more effective than the, the crisis cleaning that I try to do before Sundays when my husband has to get in the car and we all have to fit comfortably on the way to church and not get, you know, something left from chocolate, you know, from uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, on us from while we're headed to church, you know? Yeah. But, but that, that's kind that of does what sound I'm, effective. Try, yes. try what's already working in the house. Try that in the car. And then try it again as you are inspired to it. The reason why I'm saying it like that is I can see that if you have your homeschool co-op or whatever it is you go to on Tuesdays, is that what day you said Tuesday? Yes. Um, if you go there on Tuesday, say, okay, this is going to be part of our routine. Like, I don't know if you already have any kind of a routine and if your kids are listening maybe turn this part down, but like, do you guys go get an ice cream cone or do you yes, go? We could, we could, yeah, our yeah, children but, do. You know, yeah, is there something that you something. do? I know we could make ice cream. Yes. Oh yeah. My kids and I were talking just random kind of look into the future for you. But like, we were just at the dinner table the other night talking about how, when they used to go for this gymnastics class, it was the most, it was Tuesdays. It was the most stressful day of my week. Cause we would do gymnastics and we would do grocery shopping and it was before, you know, online ordering and all that kind of stuff. And it was just so exhausting. And we would go through this taco place. That was what we did. And they each got their 89 cent burrito that, you know, anyway, and it's like, they have all these memories of that specific day. And so I'm like, okay, so <laughs> if, you know, you probably already have something that you do on the way home from, co you know, co-op or whatever that it is uh -huh. that you could maybe pair with a five minute pickup. Okay, guys, we're going to do, you know, we do this after we run through whatever drive through. I'm not encouraging that if you don't want to, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but you know, something that you do, or we go to the park or whatever. And so we're going to fill up these trash bags. You know, everybody gets all the kids who are old enough to handle it, get a trash bag. Oh, and then expensive they all have is everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Have we have a younger in the freezer and pull them out as soon as you get finished. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's that, and you make that part of the routine, but 
The reason I was saying first to just do one five minute pickup is you don't want to get into this situation where you're like, this is what we're going to start doing. And then it doesn't occur to you next Tuesday. And then it doesn't occur to you the next Tuesday. I'm like, first for now, just say, oh my goodness, this is driving me crazy. Let's do a five minute pickup or, oh, wow. If we do five minutes, we're going to be late. So we're going to do a two minute pickup and see what we can do or some, just do it when you think of it, when it drives you crazy, experience the benefit. What? Not turn it into a project. Right. And then experience yes. the benefit is, of it and realize, okay. oh, that made a big difference. And then do it again and then do it again and then start to try pairing it with something that's part of your routine anyway, because you do, you're doing that in the house and it's making a huge difference. So because that's working, because your kids already understand how to participate in that and contribute to that you know, see if you can transfer that to, you know, the car and you could do, I'm looking at your ages of your kids, but you could do like your seven-year-old and your six-year-old are the bag holders and the three, two, and one are the picker uppers of things. You know, you know, maybe one of the seven-year-old has the stuff that needs to go in the house and the six-year-old has the trash or whatever it is, but you know, something where that starts to become a, oh, we can actually do something in this amount of time says the woman whose car is ridiculous right now. So anyway, it's an idea. (laughs) What I'm trying to do is say, okay, how can we work that into reality? I love that. Thank you. So what's another situation that you want to talk about? Okay. So I love opening our home to guests. And um, that was something that was really important to us when we really important to me that I made sure was clear to um, my family when we moved into a smaller space. And our office, we, ha- we turned the master bedroom into an office and a school room. The smallest bedroom is my husband and mine. And the medium-sized bedroom in this house is the children's bedroom. And they have a twin bed and then a se- set of triple bunks where they, um, the two youngest are on either end. So I have a space where I have a separate bedroom and it has a recliner that um, is, a, is like a love seat recliner situation. And then I love grabbing the, um, it's so heavy. My husband really loves it, but grabbing the, um, the queen size mattress out of the horse trailer or something and bringing it inside and being able to accommodate a family of five traveling from North Carolina to Texas, you know, just come on, crash here. And um, we've accommodated uh, my friend's mother-in-law, who is 93. We have just loved being able to open our home. So any tips that you have with kind of those parameters for just opening your home to hospitality is so important to me. And I hear it in your voice when you talk about it, just you want to be able to open that door and let people in and let them stay uh, if possible. Anything you have idea wise or after talking to other people in small spaces, I would love to hear it. Well, I think my philosophy on that has always been the thing that I thought of, which was my big motivation to have an apartment when I was in college, because I, I would always say, I'm like, I just want a place to be like, I just want us to be able to hang out and be without having to 
pay for a meal at a restaurant and I'll sit around it, you know, and like, and then feel like we're overstaying our welcome or whatever, you know, we just wanted a place to be. And so when that's your goal, it sounds like you're already making it work, but then there comes the, the hangout time. Um, I know for us, it turns into, you have to embrace the reality of what you have. Like I, for us this year, we have put a lot of work into our backyard. And when I say a lot of work, I don't mean a lot of money. I mean, a lot of sweat, you know, like, and it's mostly just been decluttering, you know, getting rid of the junk that had collected back there because we just kind of, yeah, we'd go in the backyard for a few things, but we just haven't used it until the last year, but now we use it all the time because for us, that's the only place where we felt comfortable having people hang out and just be. And so it was like, okay, this is the situation that we're in. And so this is what I need to do. This is what I need to focus on. So for you, it's, this is the situation that you are in. It's that you have a small space for right now. So what is it that you need to do? Are there some things that could be moved out during the time periods where you have people there? I mean, where you could go even more minimalistic inside your living room, you know, and it's like, okay, for, for the three days that somebody's going to be here, we are going to, um, everybody's going to eat on their laps and we're going to get rid of that table and put it in the barn for, you know, even though that's a hassle, it allows you to be, you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of thing, or it's, we're going to work on creating some sort of an outdoor space, even if it's not perfect, even if that means, Um, I've actually turned into so much more of an outdoor space person over the course of the last year, because I love it. Like I do a lot of my computer work, um, book writing, all that kind of stuff. I do it outside. I mean, my dogs, I better be careful saying the word outside because they're laying over there, but, but I mean, like they, it's been the best year of their life, you know, because we spend so much time out there together and your kids are little this is the time of their life that being out there is probably the most fun thing that's ever happened. And so putting some time and some effort, whether that's even gathering garage sale camping chairs or, you know, whatever, so that you can do that. I mean, it's not always perfect because of course it's going to rain sometimes when people are there, but just saying, okay, this is the thing that's worth it to me to be able, that makes it possible for me to entertain is to have more outdoor seating you know, this is where I'm going to put a little bit of effort, money, search time at thrift stores or whatever into is, is getting that, even if it's something that maybe isn't absolutely perfect and it will get rained on and we'll have to get rid of it eventually because it won't survive too long. That's what's going to make it possible for here. You know, I know I've seen some amazing, I just was taking my daughter somewhere and we were driving through the country. And of course it made me go, Oh, I want that. But you know, (laughs) but it was like, (laughs) they'd gotten those I think they're paver stones or something. And they just out in the middle of basically a field, you know, they had put all these paver stones down and then a little um, fire pit, you know, on that and then chairs around it. And I was like, that is so incredibly simple, but it looks so inviting. Like that's a place to go be together. So do you guys utilize your outdoors very much? We do. We do. Um, we, the children spend a lot of time out in the barn. We have a really large barn structure. That's great. And then we do have the fire pit, but it does not at this time, a lot of the seating has just kind of, it, it's been utilized or chewed on by puppies and just kind of moved on to the next home. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, last summer was the summer of puppies, four puppies to go with our Irish wolf count. And so we're a little bit short on, I think that would be a great answer. I really love that. And uh, just kind of, like you said, invest just a little bit out there around. We have an incredible garden. My husband is a wonderful horticulturalist, uh, very hard worker, and we just have the, the funnest garden already. And it, it kind of borders a fire pit at the moment and turning that, maybe putting some mulch down or doing something just to make it around that fire pit and then getting some, some seating. That may be as simple as that. Just another place. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What can we do to be comfortable out here? Um, You know, to be so that you've got your spot where the kids may be running around and playing, but you can just sit there and drink your coffee or you can sit there and just have a glass of ice water or whatever it is that you kind of makes you feel a little more relaxed. You know, that's something that then you can do with, you know, a guest and, and giving it that, giving yourself permission to do things differently than maybe you did it when you had a 2000 square foot house, you know, maybe when you had a 2000 square foot house and you had house guests, it was really fun to cook breakfast. I mean, I know my husband loves cooking breakfast. Well, he also really has gotten to where he likes cooking breakfast over a campfire, you know? So it's like, let's try Uh, something new because this is the reality. If we were to do it on a campfire or on a fire pit, then, or on a grill or whatever, then we could have the the brunch or whatever it is that we wanted to host that makes, that kind of scratches that hospitality itch that it feels like I can't really host a big brunch in my 900 square foot house, but I can do that out here, you know, and I can still cook stuff inside and serve it out there. You know, at one of the things we did last summer, um, cause you know, last summer, I was not the only person in the world who decided to start living outdoors more and it was impossible to find outdoor furniture, which is something I'd always wanted (laughs) and I couldn't even get it, you know, so when I had ordered some, it still took like a month and a half to get to me, but you know, we just used a, like a folding table from Walmart, you know, like an eight person folding table. And I like my new stuff better. My family has never noticed the difference. You know I mean? Like, they don't care. Like it never bothered them that we had that, but those kinds of things will 
lets you experience that, but, but you're in a, you know, situation because there's no boundaries outside. That's what's nice, right? That's right. That's true. There are 50 acres. There's no reason for you That's children so exciting. to run around inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that becomes the reason people like to come to your house. You know what I mean? Like it becomes the special thing about your house. I have a friend who is quite literally the most hospitable person I've ever known in my whole life, you know, but part of her thing is she has this house. I don't, they might have like six or seven acres, I think, but she has, and I don't know what you're at right now, but she has like a concrete circle going around her house, you know, for parking. Cause they're kind of on a country road. And so you have to have the parking within your property. And, and it's just a thing. Of course, my kids are too old for it now. And so I see pictures on Facebook and it makes me sad, but she will, um, you know, just say, Hey, come on over and everybody bring your writing toys. And like the kids will bring all sorts of kind of crazy writing toys. And that's the thing. That's why people love to go to that house is because they've just embraced. This is our situation. You know, like we're not in a neighborhood, but we're going to incentivize people to come out here. You know, that kind of thing, just embracing what it is. But you, did you have land when you were in Illinois? I'm trying to we had, we were in the middle of 12 acres. It was beautiful. Okay. It was all that. field and just, oh, so lovely. Yeah. Did you utilize your outdoor space there too? Very much. Yes. That's great. But you were also inside nine months out of the year. Oh yeah. Especially with small children. A lot yeah. of wind. Oh, the wind. Interesting. I was thinking. Crazy snow. wind. Crazy wind. Wow. Yeah, and a and, windy and, a windy day in Alabama, a windy cold day in Alabama. The children will step outside and they'll say, "The ones you remember, say, oh, it feels just like Illinois." <laughs> I think one of the things too that I've realized is I have to take advantage of the season. <laughs> you know, like I because I think that was part of my issue before why I didn't use my outdoors as much was that the main times that we were just hanging out at home were winter when it might or might not be okay to go out there or the heat of summer when it was just too hot. And so now I'm like, Oh, we're out there. It's, it's beautiful right now. Let's go take advantage of it. And so, you know, like planning some things for the times when it's comfortable out there so that you then don't have the regret when it is too hot and muggy and people don't want to be outside, you know, going ahead and saying, okay, we're going to do this so that when that comes around and we don't feel like we can have people over, we don't have the regret of, oh, now, no, we've, now we've gone another year, you know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I definitely want to thank my friend Karina for blessing me with the information about you. Aww. So thank you, Karina. And Can I um, ask you something? Can I ask you how absolutely. that came up in conversation? Uh-huh. How did that come up in uh, conversation? You said there's a podcast you have to listen to. And it was before your second book was out. Okay. And, um, and when I saw the when I saw the title, I was a little tiny, just a twinge, not, you can't say offended, but I was like, oh, you know, oh, just, uh, you know, it just, it, it hurt a little bit because it was something I was struggling with so much and I wanted to be better. I wanted to have the dishes done. I wanted to have the rhythms in place, but if you don't know where to start, then you do have to start at the bottom and work your way up. So well, and that's actually why I'm asking. Your... Yes. Because I, I get that question a lot from people of how do I mention your stuff to a friend? So yes, you were offended. Did you tell her you were offended? She Did she approach Never. it in a way that... I, 
So, and I offended is too strong of a word, but that I know twinge of, oh, that's true. Okay. Um, oh, that's a struggle of mine. And now I just tell people about you and your name and then the names of your books and have them start there. And here's, I'll send them a specific podcast. They go, oh, I just can't get the dishes, you know, it's, it's just, or I can't get this done. And I'll send them a specific podcast that I know you've talked about that because your podcasts are so well labeled. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I'm able to just go, okay, this one, this one is going to help you. Okay. And do you find people get offended or do they no, does that keep no, them they're from getting always offended? very grateful. And a lot of times people are asking maybe in a mother's group or something like that, just where to start, where to start. If you are already completely exhausted and energy uh, as a mother is something that you have a very finite amount of, you realize how little you actually have because you may have depleted all of your energy staying up with a sick child at night. You may be on a three day, you know, just a, a, a tough time with a couple of kids being sick or, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody's gotten hurt or just something has happened, a disruption and you, you have more to get done with less time and less energy to put forth and just figuring out how to have those tiny bits of time and make that count more. Well, I think too, some of that in my memory and still, you know, is that because there's so much you can't predict when your kids are that young, because you, like you said, you might have been up in the middle of the night for three hours, but you also live your life knowing that I might be up in the middle of the night tonight for three hours. And so there's this temptation to conserve my energy because I don't know what's coming. I used to say, which is really inappropriate. But I used to say like having kids is like having diarrhea because like you just, you can't plan anything and be absolutely confident that it's going to be able to happen. Like at any moment, something is, should I not have said that? That was, (laughs) no, a lot of kids listen. Not okay to talk about diarrhea unless your parents think it's funny. (laughs) Anyway, but, um, but really though, it was like, I, I, because, because it was, it was like, I can plan but who we knows? could say it's like, it's like Corona. <laughs> you yeah. just never know. <laughs> you just, you just like anything could happen at any moment. And I would have to drop this. Like I would have no choice yeah. but to drop it. And I think the beauty of going ahead and doing the dishes, not as a decision to make of, do I have the energy? Can I fit this in? Instead say they have to be done. And so I get them done. Even if they're not fully done, I still get them done. Then it gives me more energy because it's not weighing over my mind, you know, because when things are weighing over my mind, then it's like, oh, when this happens, oh my goodness, it's going to put me that much farther behind. But if I can go ahead and work the dishes into small little pockets of time, a little bit at a time, because I know it's a non-negotiable, then it somehow just frees me to not have that too. It's, it doesn't feel quite as piled on when life happens. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it makes perfect sense because my previous method was to, to have a clean house, was to crisis clean. Okay, so somebody's coming over, I'm going to clean everything up. You can't do that with children. You can't do that with small children. You have their needs first. You don't get to clean for two hours. You might be able to clean your whole house in two hours, but you don't get to do that. You right. have interruptions, interruption after interruption. Now, now I have five small children and you want to talk about capacity, like God grows your capacity. 
my husband, I, I asked him for a quote because he's seen my growth these past few years. And he said, in the past few years, Jerry's capacity to manage the household as well as her ability to clearly state what she needs from me have greatly increased. Just God increases your capacity if you're willing to, to put forth the effort. And I was willing to put forth the effort, but I didn't know what effort. So that's where you come in. So what, tell me what you think he means. I know he's not here to speak for himself. So we'll just say what we think he means. No, <laughs> what do you think he means when he says your ability to clearly state what you need from him? Like what, what does that look like in y'all's home? Mm. You did a podcast one time when you, where you said something about telling your husband that you needed a hug from him or telling your boy that, that you needed a hug from him. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no not a one arm hug, a two arm hug. <laughs> Let's be specific. Or I don't have time to take out the trash right now. Will you please take a moment to do this, this, and this? He will start the dish, dishwasher now uh, because he sees me after the children are in bed, loading those last few dishes into the bed, into the, the dishwasher. Into the bed? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I'm not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> So loading those dishes into the dishwasher mm -hmm. and how tired you can be in those months of pregnancy or just postpartum. And, and he'll just walk over, grab that bottle of soap, squirt it in and close the dishwasher when I'm finished and, and start that while I'm cleaning the sink there at the end, you know, just got to celebrating the, the fact that the dishes didn't get me today. Well, and I think what there, you said, right. What you said about, I wanted to do it. I just didn't know what to do. That's the first step is you figuring out what to do. And then once you know what to do, then you're able to ask for help. And I'm, I'm assuming, cause I don't remember saying that about the hug, even though it's very true, but I'm assuming that what I was talking about was not being resentful when you haven't actually expressed what it is that you need, not being resentful yes. for somebody not reading your mind over yes. all of that, because it was, a, I mean, you know, if you listen to my stuff and read my books, you know, it's the same story with my husband. Like he wanted to help. It's just that he didn't know what I needed because I didn't know what I needed. And so I had to figure that out first. And then he was more than help, you know, more than happy to, to help. But it's hard when it's like trying to predict something or me wishing he would predict it. So I, I love hearing that he has acknowledged how helpful it's been for you to um, clearly state what you need. and and. That communication is really important. Yeah, that's good. I agree. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I just wanted to say thank you for all the work that you've done. And I feel like while you've grown a business, you've also blessed so many people okay. with um, or, or mothers or women or people who, um, who, who leave the cabinet doors open. I love that so much because I'll look around and I'll go, okay, I've only got seven cabinets and I've only <laughs> Six out of seven are open. That's okay. My dogs are, my husband just walked in. So sorry. <laughs> anyway, no, go ahead. Yes. No, I, I think that's, there's hope even for those of us who are never going to close our cabinet doors. They, they do get closed last thing in the evening now. It's great. Yeah. I always want to take a picture. <laughs> you can. What do you love about being a kindred spirit? Oh, I love, um, you're, you're not going to experience negativity there. Uh, you're just, you're not, it's a, it's a very positive place. If 
you want somebody to celebrate with you just for a split second that you finish the dishes, even though your world fall apart today, you know, it just, it was, it was a hard day or whatever. I got my dishes done. So tomorrow doesn't have to be the hard day too, you know, it doesn't have to follow in suit. So yeah, I think they will everybody celebrate. understands it's worth celebrating the small things. It's worth, Absolutely. you know, or sometimes you might feel like if I was to say this in a different environment, people might be like, what, why would that's you, not, you would ever go to bed with, yeah, exactly. And it's not going to be that way. <laughs> they get it. So that's no, great. they're wonderful. They really are. I love that. So I never remember to take before pictures. Um, I, I wish I had a, a post-it note to write, you know, before I declutter something. And uh, just remember something to help me remember. I don't know how to remember to take uh, before photos. I always get about halfway through the decluttering process. And I'm like, oh, I should have taken a before photo. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I really we can appreciate just everything that I just said. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I really appreciate you being willing to come on and to share. I think that, I think it's great that you moved to more acreage and didn't automatically think that that was a reason to go ahead and keep everything because that transitional time that you're living in can be really, really hard for those of us who struggle with, with clutter. And I think you were just going to be so much farther ahead because you went ahead and embraced your right now, which that's all we have to embrace anyway. If there's nothing else we've learned in the last year, hopefully we've learned that. Okay. What'd you guys think of that session? I enjoyed it. Um, I, I love talking to my kindred spirits. I love talking to y'all. I just wanted to remind you that if you would like to be a kindred spirit, join our super secret Facebook group of lovely supportive people and apply to do one of these sessions at some point, though, sometimes we, we go in phases. Okay. We go in phases of I'm doing a ton of recording and then I don't do some for a while. So there's no, like, it doesn't happen immediately or quickly, but you have the chance to like change your answers if, if it's been six months since you filled out the form or whatever. Anyway, but if you would like to see what that's all about, see if it's something for you, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.